0: When life is difficult, Samaritans are here. Day or night, 365 days a year. You can call them for free on 116 123. Email them at joe at or visit www.samaritans.org. Whatever you're facing, the Samaritans are here to listen. Welcome to the Be A Podcast, my name is Nick Mins. On today's podcast, I'm going to be talking a little bit about worry. And I think more than anything, the detrimental effect that worry has played throughout my life. Um, I kind of come across this a little bit more when I had my counselling session last week. And I never really looked at it in too much detail. So I didn't actually look at how much I've worried for all my life. Um, and to be honest with you, it goes back a long, long way back. Um, probably my earliest stages of worry come from when I was, I think probably nearly maybe seven or, you know, seven or eight was probably the first time that worry played like a big part within my life. Um, and this was one of the things which I think the the counselling last week really made me look at, because I used to just think anxiety was what I've kind of classed as, you know, almost being like a, an Armageddon prepper. You know, you're preparing for the worst-case scenario every single time on everything. You overanalyse everything, and it just gets exhausting. I mean, overanalyzing, you know... You know what job you have and you know where you're going to be and where you travel in case you need an emergency or just something as simple as what am i going to cook for tea sometimes can be kind of a big thing to you know shall i do this shall i do that what's the door like this what's the door like that it's it's kind of amplifying and you know over exaggerating quite a lot of things but worry I thought was one of those things which is kind of prevalent now, um, in the present, and probably over the last like maybe ten years, it's got worse. Whereas I actually have seen that worry has played a massive part in my life from an early age. And um, as I say, this is going to sound really stupid, and probably people who are in school with will, will laugh about it. But uh, when I was I think year six, year five, year six at school. So a long time ago. I had um, we had a teacher. It's well, we had head head teacher. My mum had got a, a job in the school, uh, like a little like a little job helping out, um, and it got my mum out of the house, and she was able to kind of have a little bit of an identity. And somebody in the class said, "What if your mum?" and Mr. Clapperson are kissing, just some daft like that. And I kind of laughed at first, and then within, oh God, like a really quick succession of time, I'd already amplified it into, oh my God, why if my mum's gonna leave my dad and get with Mr. Clapperson? I mean, it's just, it's it's insane. It, it's, when I think about it now, it's just mad thinking, oh my word, you know. I'd absolutely just, yeah, I mean, I obsessed about it. I mean, obsessed to the point where I wanted to know where my mum was going all the time and, you know, what she was doing and what she was doing in school. And I'd asked her a million questions about it on a night time. And I never really, I just thought oh, it might be just one of those things. You know, I ended up talking to my mum about it. Um, but I didn't want to say to my mum about it because I didn't want her to be upset as well. I didn't want mum to get upset that I'd kind of think she was, you know, doing anything like that, behind my dad's back, or you know, I didn't want to upset her. And you know, because I hold my mum very highly in my life, I always have. Um, she's been a massive part of everything growing up, and to be honest. We all like the first talks and. Talks about relationships and everything have been through my mum. Um, so I had a real issue with thinking that, but it was someone had planted that seed in me, in my head, and said, This is what we think is gonna happen, and my head just ran away with it. But it was all these worries which started to come in, and that is probably the earliest the earliest kind of thought that I had or that I can think of there where it's been around, like worry, and really progressing on with that catastrophizing. So I think I've been doing that from a young age. I I really struggled with coming to terms with, you know, the amount of that I worry. Uh, especially when I was talking last week it was almost like a bit of a a light bulb moment and I kind of come off the call and I felt quite emotional I think because I felt like oh my god all this time I've been amplifying all these things in my head and just thinking oh well it's now where it's something that I've been doing for so long it's something that's been almost conditioned into me that it's just become one of those safety behaviors and obviously safety behaviors are something that you do because you just think well i'm gonna do it and i will um you know it'll keep me safe i'll feel better once i've um if i if i worry and i manage to think about all these things that might happen anything less than what might happen is a is a win, is a, a way of celebrating and feeling safe, but it isn't, it's a real, it's quite exhausting. I mean, when my dad's health was at its worst, I obviously, what I told, like I've said on past podcasts, I amplified everything. Everything I did in life, I couldn't even think of going shopping at one point or going to work without thinking, what if I'm needed? What if I need to be here? What if I need to be there? What if I need to do this? What if I need to do that? And I went all these contingency plans and it just became exhausting. To the point where, I think in 2020, when I originally had my little breakdown, that was kind of because I'd gone on for so long without addressing anything that's when it really hit me. But last week was almost like a total light bulb moment and it really made me reassess my relationship with worry. Now worry is one of those things where you'll be able to You some people will have those worries and just you know oh this is going to happen and with a click of the fingers it'll be done and then they won't think any more of it. Whereas these people like myself who have a worry and then they'll think of X, Y and Z that might happen and then go on from there and then just keep thinking of other things. It's yeah, it's a very tiring process but it's, it's also gave me a bit of clarity in how now I can actually start to address my worries and address the way that I think about things and trying to normalize this worry cycle in the way that I don't need to um, jump to the worst case scenario. If anything, like, I don't need to go from A to Z, I just go from A to B and work through those stages of worry. Instead of catastrophising and then going into panic, now worries one of those things which I think I'll do, and I will be, you know, I'm obviously it's it's almost like hardwired into me, and I will be a natural warrior. But the skills that I'm gonna be progressing with, and the, the the work that I'm putting in at the moment to deal with that, yes, it kind of unearths a few things which are uncomfortable to think of and things that I kind of have have been quite embarrassed about talking about in the past, especially like the affair thing. I mean, it was just absolutely, yeah, it, it was something which someone had said as a joke and I took it as serious, but it was those worries which made me progress on with being really worried about it. I, um, I was afraid of how I'd be judged, but I think, you know, now I'm I'm not really fussed about what people think anymore. I'm really not. Um, At the end of the day, I was a kid. I was a kid dealing with these emotions and going through something at that time. And I've kind of made my peace with that. And especially, Thinking that's just another stepping stone and another lesson to learn, but the biggest thing that I take away from it is how I can deal with that worry and that anxiety moving forward, and you know, putting the hard work in, and realizing that yes, I may be a worrier, and I will have worries throughout my life, but there's a way that I can deal with that worry in a different way to how I have been for the past 30 odd years of my life. I don't have to worry and think of the worst case scenario. I can worry and just think of the next thing that might happen and work through it more logically than being you know extremely impulsive and thinking of the worst things. So that's a little bit about what I've kind of had with, with worry um in the last the last few weeks and especially, you know, when I've kind of had that that moment of clarity talking to my uh, counsellor, it really was like a light bulb moment of thinking, do you know, I am I am a warrior but I can move on with this and I can progress this into a skill where I will worry, but I'll be able to logically deal with that worry. And that's the message there is if if you are a worrier, <laughs> don't worry about it because you will probably be a worrier for the rest of your life. However, there is a way that you can deal with that worry. There is things you can learn to deal with it, to be more logical in your thought process and to really challenge those thoughts. But it takes hard work and you have to put the hard work in. Um, So if you are going through that, reach out, get the help that you need Um, and speak to people about it because it's amazing how many people are actually going through a similar sort of journey. I hope this has helped some people. Um, We are approaching the 100th podcast I'll keep everyone notified of what goes on with the 100th podcast. Um, But again, thank you very much for your support. And I'll keep doing this as long as it's helping people. So thank you so much for your time today. And I'll see you all on the next podcast.